sure as God made green apples, someday the Chicago Cubs are going to be in the World Series. And maybe sooner than we think. Here's the old line. This is going to be a tough play. fans this is sean sears i'm your host of locked on cubs part of the lockdown network your team every day and we're jumping on here do a quick little intro for our interview we did with michael cerami and luis medina you can find them on twitter you can find michael at michael underscore cerami that's c-e-r-a-m-i on twitter and you can find luis medina at lcm 1986 both are contributors to bleacher nation obviously a massive cubs blog um and our co-host of the outside the ivy show i was calling it the cubs outsider show because i um we all interviewed for the job actually um when you know back last winter or whatnot and uh we were <laughs> we didn't know the name of the show yet it was just based off of the bulls outsiders show which is their nbc show um hosted by matt peck who's a lockdown bulls uh contributor here actually but um i was calling it by the wrong name so it's outside the ivy it's a great show hosted those guys in uh uh danny rocket from the ron san or sorry san ronto pod um also a cubs insider podcast uh plug there as well as obviously this episode is sponsored by cubs insider but uh we just kind of talk kind of go through what we're feeling you know is upsetting us about the cubs we talk a lot about the chris bryant rumors and why that seems more and more likely each day it's going to be an option. We talk about Marquee and what's frustrating with us. We kind of just kind of grieve <laughs> um, about this Cubs team out here. But we talk about some positives. We talk about their show. Just fun guys to hang out with. I'm excited to see them Friday. You guys should come out to Lizzie McNeil's with all of us. But um, with that, I'm going to kind of let us go. We, we talk for a while. It's a long podcast. So um, I'm sorry about that. But I, I didn't want to cut any of it. I think it was, it was fun and we enjoyed ourselves. And so here is Michael Cerami and Luis Medina. All right, Cubs fans, joining me on the line is Michael Cerami and Luis Medina. You guys know them from Bleacher Nation as well as NBC's uh, Cubs Outsider Show. Guys, thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks, thanks for having, having us. us. Yeah, no problem. It's uh, There might be a little bit of a delay of people that are listening because we're using a conference system. Um, so if people are talking over each other, we're, we're going to try really hard not to, but it's going to happen. So you're just going to probably have to deal with that. Um, but... Uh, for today's episode, I know, obviously, we had Len Casper on yesterday. I wanted to get Michael and Luis on the show here today just because you guys obviously aren't afraid to share your opinions on what's going on with the Cubs and maybe speak a little more candidly, which is what I kind of feel like we need for an episode here today. But um, to kind of kick off the show here, I guess, before we jump into anything, I kind of want to talk a little about CubsCon. I know there's a ton of things going on. Do you guys have anything you wanted to point fans to before we get started? Yeah, um, after the opening ceremonies, 
leave CubsCon and go to Lizzie McNeil's next door and get drunk <laughs> with all the cool uh, Cubs Twitter personalities. It's, it's pretty much been a highlight of CubsCon over the last few years. I, mean, I remember my first time going. I wasn't even working at Bleacher Nation yet, but I ran into Brett, uh, as, and I was just kind of like still just a fan slash reader. And sure. after the opening ceremony, he was like, hey, we're all going to Lizzie McNeil's. Do you want to come? I was like, well, but the rest of Cubs come. Like, there's Ryan Dempster's doing a funny thing or something. He's like, nah, we go next door. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And I went next door. You know what? It was pretty awesome. <laughs> had a good time. So that's my, that's my uh, under-the-radar suggestion. That's the best part of Cubs convention every year is, like, seeing all your, all your favorite – you know, Cubs personalities and like even especially in years like this one where I don't know if there's gonna be a lot of great things at Cubs convention. Right. Like at least you'll see Brett and Evan and, and all those guys, you know, kind of chat it up and, and give you some real talk about the Cubs over some drinks and some popcorn. Yeah, that yeah. actually I went for the first time last year. It was the first time I met up with you guys afterwards and it was uh it was actually a ton of fun. Um I wasn't sure what to expect. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I'd like interacted with you guys a few times over Twitter, but I was like, oh man. I've pretty much just like kind of yelled at half these people in the room, never in person, but over my keyboard. So like we'll see how this goes. And it was a ton of fun. <laughs> but well, um, you'll end up like you'll end up like closing down the bar with Gordon Wittenmeyer or like, yeah. you know, taking shots more <laughs> with Sahad of Sharma and you're like, Where where am I? You know, you don't know them by their name. You know them by like their Twitter handle. And then right. you're like, oh, that's who you are. Like, oh, now I got it. Yeah, yeah like, you realize right. that these are real people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's They're not just, you know, like, I mean, I guess we'll never meet the guy behind Charles Meow. Um, but I mean, one day, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's because it's a burner, right? Cats are not allowed in bars. That's yeah, true. That's true. Rules are strict. Yeah, whatever. I guess we'll survive. Um, <laughs> speaking of rumors, though, obviously this offseason has been kind of nuts with all the trade rumors that have popped up. Um, there was that report from Dave Kaplan, I think a couple days ago, saying that the trade rumors were highly exaggerated, I guess. And now we're getting reports that after Donaldson obviously signing with Brian's grievance hopefully coming soon-ish. Um, the Cubs are going to really start to evaluate and probably start to need a real negotiations for trade deals. With, like, this whole situation, Brian, I guess, like, what's best-case scenario for the 2020 Cubs? Like, is there a chance this guy's even sticking around? Like, what do you guys think's going on? Uh, well, so, I mean, the Kaplan thing was kind of weird. So, Kaplan right. absolutely, obviously, um, is – connected to the Cubs and has sources and finds out real information. Like there's no right. doubt in my mind that that's, that that's true. But what was confusing is the way that that tweet was phrased was something along the lines of like, why would you even bother talking about this until the grievance is resolved? And it's like, well, because pitchers and catchers report in a month and they need to be prepared to make a deal as soon as it's done. And with that said, I mean, I kind of understand there's so much, I mean, if you follow David O'Brien, who's a brave beat writer, Right now, mm-hmm. it's like every single thing he says uh, is like, <laughs> Chris Bryant, Nolan Ariano, why did the Braves want those guys? And it's like so clearly motivated from a position of leverage, yeah. uh, probably encouraged by the Braves. And I'm not saying that that's exactly what Kaplan's doing, but it's possible that it's a similar thing. Like the Cubs want the message out there that, hey, we don't have to trade Chris Bryant. We haven't even really talked about it that much yet. And it's like, eh, I don't know if I really believe that. I think they have, and I think that they will. 
Um, so it was it was interesting to see. I, I don't know. I, I just think that it is likely that he's going to be moved so long as the grievance gets settled before the start of the year, which at this point, I mean, I would have never said, never guessed that that was even a question, but I don't right. know now. I mean, it, I expect it any day, but I've been expecting it any day for the last month. Yeah, the the Bryant stuff uh, with, with Kaplan was interesting, and then the phrasing was was curious. But uh, and the Dave O'Brien stuff too. It's it's kind of it's been fun to kind of watch from the sidelines <laughs> as O'Brien, who's a long respected Braves reporter, kind of like chips in and chimes in here and there with with the Braves perspective and what like you like you said, Michael, what the Braves want the message to be. Then you have Kaplan, longtime Cubs connected reporter he's hearing stuff so it's been fun to kind of watch that stuff develop it's not been as much fun to see like chris bryant like be pushed this hard on the trade market because as we've gotten further away from the start of free agency i look at this market and i see so few options to replace chris bryant that Mm. like the whole idea of him not being a cub next year worries me because I just I don't know what the perfect and, and for me it has to be a perfect uh package to, to trade him right that's that's what I keep saying too like there's no team at least right now that's offering you the future prospects you need as well as like the immediate replacement for Chris Bryan even if it isn't just you know like maybe it's two guys combined over two positions to make up for the offense that you're losing in Brian. But like, you think about like what you'd want back for Chris Bryan. It's like Chris Bryan. You'd, you'd want Chris Bryan. Like, I don't right. see like what's better than that. Like very few options and they're not available to you. So like figure it out. I, I just don't like, I, I see the financial situation. I, I get that the Cubs, if they truly think that in 2021, this roster is going to kind of really, be different and they're going to spend a lot of money then anyways like it makes sense to try and get under a little bit i guess for the luxury tax for 2020 but i'm just like not <laughs> i'm just not falling with all this just with when you look at the current roster like you're still good like you're still maybe the best team in the central i, I get you're maybe not title contenders but like if you're gonna punt on a pretty good team like what does that say about the other teams that you stuck with and were just garbage like years ago, obviously yeah. different ownership or whatever, yeah, but, but it, but even if you set that aside and you know, it, it's, it, we're at a different point now. The conversation is different now. Maybe they shouldn't have punted on 2020, but they mm-hmm. already did. It's already punted. It doesn't matter what happens now. If they were gonna, if they don't get under the luxury tax now, it's, it's all been a terrible, terrible mistake. They can't yeah. be $1 million over the luxury tax. They should have either built around this team by spending big and just saying, okay, you know, screw it, we'll figure this out later, or you have to get under now, and the, that's got to be the plan. And so I know that, like, I, I always write this. I'm always like, you can be pissed about where we are right now, but it kind of doesn't change the fact that's where we are. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, just, it just would – I think the worst possible case scenario is the Cubs – start the season with, I mean, not specifically with Chris Bryant, but just given that he's the one that's got the most money owed, that's the most likely to be traded um, with him on the roster and like being one to $2 million over the luxury tax. I mean, that's the worst case scenario. It's not right. because of what they'd be paying this year, but it's the fact that they'd be repeating. And then when Mookie Betts is a free agent next year, well, guess what? They're certainly not going to go over three times in a row. So like, 
they either needed to commit to 2020 and try really hard, or they need to sort of punt on 2020, which would be trading Bryant, and, you know, readjust for 2021 and beyond. Now, if they can get Nolan Arenado to replace Chris Bryant in a roundabout way, there's a, there's a possibility that the Cubs are pretty much net neutral in 2020 and then much better set up for 2021 and beyond. Um, and I, I mean, that's what I think their dream scenario is, to go back to what you were saying before. I think their dream scenario is trading Bryant for young pitching and maybe a young position player or two that's maybe a half a season away, and then also turning around and getting Nolan Arenado and just assuming that big contract is the sort of, uh, a sort of replacement for the big contract that they otherwise would have offered Chris Bryant anyway. So that's what I think the, the dream scenario is. And frankly, it doesn't even seem in terms, in relative terms, it's, it's something that people are talking about. Multiple publications, different sources, mm-hmm. different types of reporters, from national to local people. I mean, these are all things that are being discussed. So, like, it's possible. It's extremely unlikely. But that's the way that this offseason can all be saved, I think. Um, I think still most likely, though, is just Bryant is on the move and there's no Arenado deal. Michael's dreams and my dreams are different because my dream is <laughs> if I was trading for Nolan Arenado and putting Chris Bryant in center field like the report was over the weekend. Like, <laughs> sign me up for that. Where do I where, where do I sign off? I'll go. I'll drive Colorado and pick up Arenado right now. I I mean I I got so I got that push notification from Bleacher Report and was just like what in the world is going on when it's like you know Arenado potentially to the Cubs Brian moving to center field I was just like what is like who who put this out and then when I saw it was John Morosi I was like what is <laughs> am I taking crazy yeah. pills like what's happening <laughs> It's always it's, funny when you have to like judge the things by the by the person who put right. them out and you're like. Oh, that was just Jim Bowden, like it or whatever. Or like, but then it's John Morosi or Ken Rosenthal, and you're like, what? Like, yeah. Ken Rosenthal constantly reporting the Dodgers are still like super intrigued by Bryant, and you're like, where's no one else is saying this, but it's Ken <laughs> Rosenthal, so I can't ignore it. Exactly. There's been a lot of those weird like reports coming out. It's just like very specific news that like if it were anyone else saying it, you'd just be like, absolutely not. But it's it like you said, it's Ken Rosenthal. So you're like, well. <laughs> I guess he's wrong. Like, I don't know. He's like never wrong. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it just, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm just getting frustrated with the whole scenario. But to jump from one annoying thing to another annoying thing, um, let's talk about the marquee network. Um, obviously, the carriage deals, you know, we, we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it sounds like they should come to a deal hopefully by spring training, maybe sometime in spring training. But it sounds like they'll they'll get that figured out. I'm just... I'm not sure what to expect from the marquee network. Like, obviously there hasn't been a ton of like tangible advertising. I'm sure we'll get more information this weekend. It sounds like from CubsCon, but like, I don't know what I'm expecting. Like, is it the same content that they put out on YouTube? Is it something different? Are these broadcasts going to be saying, like, I, I don't know what to expect, but I, I guess like, what are you guys maybe looking forward to or not looking forward to with marquee? Uh, Man, I, don't, I, I mean, the one – What you could go, Lou. You start because I don't know. Uh, you can go. <laughs> I, mean, I, I just, thoughts, Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. I mean, so my big thing about Marquee so far, the two big questions I have are, sure. is there going to be a separate streaming option with that is detached from any sort of cable subscription? And okay. I think, by the way, the rules have changed 
uh, that is a possibility. I don't actually know for sure. A lot of this is very complicated. Um, I talked to Brett about it a lot, and he's like kind of the subject matter expert on it. And yeah. it's, it's, the stuff is gray, but I'm pretty sure that that is a legitimate possibility. And I'm also curious why there's none, no digital content at all or presence at all yet. I mean, they have a Twitter account, and I know that there's like their YouTube stuff, but they should have a website right. and some sort of digital footprint that is, you know, preparing fans, intriguing fans, gathering fans. It just seems like that that would make sense, and I haven't seen that yet. Now, like you said, CubsCon, they might just be waiting for CubsCon to announce a bunch of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't know. I mean, I really don't know what their plan is. It feels late, but at the same time, you know, these carriage deals aren't even settled yet, and spring training is not right. that far away. So maybe it's just the nature of TV in general that these sort of things go down at the wire, but mm-hmm. I'm surprised they didn't do the stuff that they could handle, which, again, it's just like their digital presence. It should be bigger. We should be seeing them tweet every day, and, I, you know, I just don't really know if it's, if it's like that. Yeah, it's been a really disappointing start for the Marquee Network. Um, yeah. The Twitter account is is you can tell it's not at Cubs or at <laughs> yeah. Cubs affiliated. The most obvious thing Cubs. about it. <laughs> well, one of their like first tweets was like uh, at you know at Cubs fans, and it's just like okay, rookie, if you put if you start a tweet with at, it's the only people who are going to see it are the people or whoever you're replying to. So only at Cubs is going to see it on the timeline. So there was that. Like Michael said, there's, there's no digital presence. There, like now, like we should already have like stuff about the Cubs and Cubs convention right. on Marquee's site by a staff writer, and like that stuff's not there. We should have highlight packages. Like Cubs convention is a hype fest, and their Marquee Marquee's website should be a hype fest, and we don't even have that as fans. So like. How are we supposed to be excited about a network that we're not even sure we're going to get yet? Yeah. I mean, I've learned the most about Marquee Network from going to the Chris Kringle Mart at Wrigley this year and seeing their little like pretend setup they have like in the actual like Gallagher way, like complex thing there next to the team store. Like I learned more from that than I have from like anything online, anything I've read, like, that's super disappointing that like your stage set is giving out more information than you have about this network. And people are supposed to spend a bunch of money to exclusively watch your baseball team there. It, it just doesn't like, I like, I, I don't care what type of content you have, despite them like bragging nonstop about it before. I, I, I just, I want to know how I can watch baseball games and I know that's how everyone else feels. So, I mean, if you're not even going to give me that, like, why would I be excited about any other content you're putting out right now? Yeah. I mean, I'm just hoping that there's just some big, there's, some, you know, this weekend is such a, a a turning point and like, maybe they're just kind of, this is the, the targeted launch. Um, sure. You know, maybe, maybe everything just looks different as soon as Monday, but you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe it won't. Um I, I don't know. I sure we won't not. get a chance to ask the Ricketts, I guess, right? Yeah. Well, you guys beat me to that next point. Um, <laughs> what do you think of the Ricketts? No. Um, <laughs> but I, obviously, this is pretty lame that they're de- they're ducking out on the fans again. Like last year's defense was pretty weak, but like you could have at least like say, okay, well, this ownership group is clearly like just depth in certain situations. I could see them why they 
think like, oh, no one wants to see this panel anyways. We're just going to walk away from it. But like this year, like after everyone complained all last year, like what is going on? Like what are you afraid to do at this point? Like everyone kind of knows what you're going to probably have to do. You're going to make the Epstein answer 50 questions about it this weekend. Like I just don't get what they gain from not doing this at this point. Yeah, no, it's not even what they – it's not even what they um, are not – or it's not even what they gain from not doing it. It's what they're not gaining from – what they're missing out on from not doing it. Right. Like, like I think that that's, it's, an, it's not just neutral. It's a not bad. If they were to go out there, I, this is probably the number one thing that will always be the case, and it's, it's the case with, like, um, politicians and uh, celebrities and brands and companies and owners, billionaire owners of baseball teams. You know right. what we don't mind as much is you explaining something and saying, this is what it is. I know you guys don't like it, but here's the reasons why we had to do it. We might still not like it, but there's a sense of, of uh, co-ownership in those, in, in those sort of strategic explanations of uh, decisions that makes people feel better than what they can speculate on their own or read between the lines on. And, and sometimes those assumptions are even worse than what the reality is. Because frankly, there's probably a lot of people out there that don't understand that, that, that actually think the Cubs are cheap. And it's like, no, they're not cheap. They had the third highest payroll in baseball. They're going to have an extremely high payroll again. It's the interplay between what they're going to be able to commit additional this season compared to what they already have committed. Now, if I was Tom Ricketts, I'd say like, you know, there was maybe you, you can fault us for, for being in a position where we can't spend two years in a row. Like that's a bummer. But the reason we can't is because if you want us to spend next year and beyond, we have to reset ourselves under the luxury tax. And in order to do that, we have to make sure blah, 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 blah. blah. It's not just me writing a check. That's like kind of not the whole thing. There's, there's yeah. more to it than that. And I know that that's, there's some nuance there that maybe they don't want to explain, but you're telling me you can't pick up another 10% of fans with that explanation and, and just generate, you know, engender some goodwill by being out there and quote unquote, taking your lumps. I mean, you know, it's, it's the best metaphor. I have a friend who's always late places. He's always, always late. Every time we want to hang out with him, he's late. But instead of telling us he's late, he just, lets it go by and pretends like he's going to be on time. And every time we're like, dude, if you just told us you were going to be late, we could all prepare accordingly. But it's the, it's the not giving us a heads up. It's the not taking ownership that's more annoying or more frustrating. And I think that's exactly what the Ricketts are doing. Look, I'm going to try and be on time more. Yeah, I was going to say, way go, to go, man. Jeez. Um, Man, this, the, 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 the decision to not meet with fans is soft. <laughs> there's, there's really no other way to put it. It's, it's soft, and I, it, I don't think they're good at – I've come to the conclusion that they're not good at the public outward-facing stuff that isn't coordinated by Theo. If you think about um, yeah. the Addison Russell stuff, if you think about this whole thing, like any time where Theo Epstein isn't at the front lines talking through it, the Cubs fall flat on their face. The yeah. TV deal, all this other stuff. It's 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 been bad, and you know I I read his Tom Ricketts last year. Here's a fun story at, at Cubs convention. Read his Tom Ricketts after the first night of Cubs convention, and I told him straight up, like I'm really disappointed in you not doing a panel this year because it's 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 one of those things where like I understand where 
you might not want to do this, but it, it's always early in the morning. These aren't fans who are going to like attack you. People spend a hundred, no one's spending a hundred something dollars plus hotel plus whatever to like be angry for a whole weekend. That's just, that's just not how right. people work. Um, it's it, it, it's at nine o'clock in the morning where all the people who are going to ask all the hard questions are hungover. And he laughed at that. He thought it was funny. And I'm like, what you should do is what the Bears do for their fan convention. The the McCaskies have their panel on the on the like noon on the last day of their fan convention. Oh my where god! It's just the diehards, and it's, it's you don't get a lot of hardball questions, but at least there's some accountability. There's availability to be mm-hmm. accountable. And Ricketts gave me a nod and was just like, I feel like I'm the most uh, accessible owner in baseball. And I'm just like, okay. In my head, I'm like, maybe he'll consider this. Yeah. Because it's not a bad idea. And then so so to do this again, I'm just like, not only did he not consider it, he's just going to play ignorant. And it's just not a good way to be the public face of of a baseball team. Like if if, if the other Ricketts want to do it, fine. No one cares. But like you can't. One of my least favorite things about society right now is when people are out there in the open, out there for you when things are going well. But when things go bad, they they slink away. Like that's what I that's how I feel with this with this is right now with the Ricketts. Yeah. When things were going good, they were out there glad handing, shaking hands, telling you how great everything oh, was. Yeah. But now there's a little bit of uh, adversity, and we're gonna go hide. Like that's that's not a good way to go about it. I, I mean, they so would, they would they would be so much better off acting like remember when they were, remember when Tom especially was like hey I'm just like a Cubs fan like you and yeah. he legitimately gives all of the all of the control of baseball operations to Theo Epstein which is a great thing that he that Tom does he should go out there and act like a Cubs fan and be like yeah it sucks we would love to be able to spend but like you know the head of our baseball operations department said this isn't a good idea strategically like it's not it's not my call. You know, and and maybe that doesn't fly all the way, but I think that there's actually an angle there where it's like, I don't make the baseball decisions. Theo does, and Theo agrees that you know, waiting back a year because of the luxury tax payroll is better, and he's the expert, not me. Okay, boom. You know, that's there you go. There's an explanation that that's like at least reasonable because that's probably one of the best things an owner can do is continue to admit or concede that he doesn't have any say in baseball operations and actually mean it, and like Tom does. Then, then you have an excuse. I mean, there, there it is. That's a baseball operations decision. It's not a payroll decision. That's how you sell it. Right. That's basic, basic business. Like they can't even get that right. Pass the buck. Like things you learn when you're like in fifth grade. You don't have a, If you don't have an explanation or answer, pass the buck along. Maybe someone else does. They can't even do that right. That's funny. That's very funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lu- Luis, was that story when you met Ricketts? Is that the same time he insulted Ryan about that story? Uh, that came after. So uh, I, got, I, got, I got the nice Ricketts. <laughs> yeah, he's told that story on the podcast a few times. I just, like, what a perfect story. <laughs> yeah, that it's was an all time great. <laughs> It's it's just it's so perfect. But um, a couple last questions here for you. I'll let you guys go here. Um, obviously, you guys hosted the uh, Cubs Outsiders show this year uh, on NBC. Things are probably going to be a little bit different now with the Cubs kind of moving away from the network. What can you guys tell us about the outlook for your guys' uh, show for next year? 
So the whole thing's going to be 3D and exclusively right. shown in theaters. Um, yeah, That's it'll perfect. be $50 an episode, um, but it, we think it'll be worth it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, we, don't, we, don't know, <laughs> we don't entirely know what's going to happen. Obviously, with the Cubs leaving NBC Sports Chicago and starting Marquee, there's mm-hmm. a chance that um, they don't want to, and then NBC Sports Chicago, and you know, perhaps understandably, we disagree, but um, doesn't want to do the show. But as of now, it does seem like we are going to do it again. And awesome. we, you know, would love to do it. Um, we thought we had so much fun. It's really like a, a good experience. Um, you, you, get to, you get to a point, like, outside of going to games with friends, when you start writing about the Cubs and covering the Cubs and whatever, podcasting about them, you stop watching the game with other people as often. It becomes a little bit more, even though it's still super enjoyable, a little bit more jobby. But because mm-hmm. we have this show, Danny and Luis and I, and sometimes Cap and DeJesus, we're all watching the game together, eating pizza. And it was kind of like, oh, my God, this is like back in high school and college when I'd sit with all my friends and watch the Cubs game and argue and yell and scream at the TV and whatever. And it kind of – rekindled a lot of that so aside from the actual fun of doing the show itself which is always a blast to you know yell at the cubs at 12 40 you know a.m when we were on after a rain delay or something yeah uh, it was just fun to just to be there and just to do it um so we definitely hope it happens again and as of now it looks it's looking promising so that's good that is good i heard that we're going to drop the abrams cut uh in our first episode the abrams Whoa. Cut of Star Wars yeah, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to watch uh, outside the Ivy when uh, when we drop. But yeah, no, I I echo Michael's sentiments. Like there's there's optimism on on both sides that this canon will happen, and we love the show. We love the I've loved I've I've long loved the concept. The, the Warriors uh, did it a lot like long time ago with, right. with their uh, Outsiders brand, and and it's 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 a great concept, and it's great because especially after a year like last year when the Cubs had a winning record. But there was so much to talk about because they weren't playing to expectations. And, like, we needed a sounding board because we were disappointed. And fans needed a sounding board because they were up in arms about what was going on. So, like, mm-hmm. it's a really good thing to have. And I hope we really come back next year. We can tell you how, you know, tell you how it is, you know, unlike Marquee Network, who's going to tell you everything is fine. There you go, man. <laughs> Already selling the brand. Well, your guys' show is awesome. It was always fun to watch you guys. Um, it was always super funny to see Ozzy Gian come in that one time and crash your guys' set. That was insane. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. Ozzy <laughs> Gian is is absolutely nuts. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, I only just met him for the first time this summer. He's there a couple times. That guy is is crazy in the best way possible. Totally fun, but holy cow! It is like it is like being in the room with a hurricane. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> like everything's on 11 like everything's amped up to 11 yeah. it's great i i so I, I randomly i played against his son's uh summer league baseball team a couple years ago and uh he oh, was wow. in the stands for like maybe like five ten minutes and just uh he like <laughs> he like stepped up to like the like the fence called the sun over said something or whatever and he said quit swinging like a girl or something like that and just like walked away and that was <laughs> that was ozzy <Ozzie> gian <laughs> yeah that sounds yep, about that right. sounds like that's very on brand for ozzy yeah it was just like dude i mean he was just missing a cigar it basically felt like everything else was pretty much on point but <laughs> um, 
<laughs> that is a uh, that's about all I had for you guys. I guess before um, I let you go, is there anything you guys wanted to toss out there to Cubs fans? I have things to look forward to this weekend, stuff you guys are working on, anything like that. Hmm. Things I, that are I happening start a this puzzle. I'm 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 working on a puzzle. That's okay. fun. Um, you know I've been playing virtual reality. That's been pretty cool. So I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Excellent. <laughs> uh, uh, I got a record player for Christmas. That's been fun. Been listening to records because I'm a hipster wow. now. Other than that, that's about it. Did you get your records at Urban Outfitters? No, I went to use record store like a cool guy. Ah, I see. An actual Beatles record from 1964. Super oh, really? excited about it. Yeah, I, well, so they reprinted some of them in the 80s, but I looked it up and there's like serial numbers and different small right. details that are different on the covers. I found a legit. 1964 Beatles record, pretty sweet. Wow, Luis, what do you have that compares to the story? Um, I am currently working on putting together my fantasy baseball team for next year. I'm in a really competitive Ooh. keeper league, and it's twenty it's twenty keepers. And I've got an issue with uh, I, I have Joe Adele, who's the Angels top prospect, right. and people want him, but they don't want to give me anything that I want for him. And uh, so if you're listening to this, yeah, like if you're listening to this, up your offers. Other than that, uh, I'm planning my next Vegas trip so I can figure out what I want to do with the Cubs win total at 86. Ooh. Luis Luis is basically a Vegas native at this point. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I've seen you, uh, seen your updates from Vegas a couple times now. Yeah, I get, I get out there when I can. It helps when you win money. Yeah, that's a plus, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, you, when do, do the Raiders officially play there next year? Do they open up they their do. stadium? Oh, my gosh. That's going to be pretty oh, insane. Oh, wait, that's, that's happening next year? Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Their stadium I, looks I, like I, the incomplete Death Star. It's great. Yeah, dude, it looks like the incomplete <laughs> Death Star. It totally does. Yeah. Um, wow. Right. That's cool. I, I should actually, before I let you guys go, I should ask you about this because I should be good at my job. Uh, the Astros stealing signs, all this stuff. The What did you guys think of the punishments? Do you think it was like enough? Obviously, I mean, like we knew these guys were probably going to get fired if they got caught cheating. But um, do you guys think that was worthy enough of like, you know, I, I honestly think it should have been more. But what do you guys feel? I feel as if it should have been a little that... bit more. It was fair. It was enough. But I feel like I feel like the owner, Jim Crane, got off easy. Like, yeah. If, if if yeah. the manager's getting fired and the executive is getting fired, the guy who who is in charge of it all gets a five million dollar fine. That's right. To a billionaire. Yeah. Well, and I think I think I read that that five million dollar fine was the max that the league yeah. was allowed right. to give. Which, first of all, how absolutely hilarious is that? There's an organization <laughs> that is created by thirty owners, and then those owners decide on the punishments for themselves and they make a limit that none of them would care about it's like not signing Steve Shishak for a year right um, so cool but I will say that with that aside losing your manager your GM getting fined five million dollars and losing your first and second round pick and back-to-back years on a relative scale is the harshest punishment we've ever seen MLB give out so at a minimum they right. took it relatively seriously compared to their other to their other the um rules uh, yeah <laughs> rules or whatever yeah sorry i lost my train of thought <laughs> so, so, so no you're Twitter. fine 
that's that's how I felt too. It just felt like they were taking like half measures with the other stuff, you know, like outlawing specific items, but not saying you, you know, why you can't use these or keeping the replay rooms. Like, what are we doing? And I don't know. Yeah. So it was interesting. It was an interesting story. I'm kind of intrigued to see what happens with the Red Sox, even with Corrigan fired. So. All right, Cubs fans, that is our show. Before we get going, I do have a quick word from the Arizona Office of Tourism. This spring, follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona for Cactus League spring training. Amazing weather and landscapes, exciting outdoor adventure, incredible food. Arizona is the perfect home base for baseball fans. 10 stadiums, 15 teams, 75 degree temperatures, all 10 stadiums in the greater Phoenix area within 50 miles. Family-friendly resorts and hotels offer plenty of fun for kids of all ages, from water parks to horseback rides to games and activities. Plan your spring training getaway right now at visitarizona.com slash springtraining. Once again, that's visitarizona.com slash springtraining. To get locked on Cubs, remember you need to subscribe to this show on either the Himalaya podcast app or whatever podcasting app you use, whether that's Google, Apple, TuneIn app, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, whichever you're using, make sure you subscribe, leave a five-star review. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Cubs. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean R. Sears. Follow Michael Cerami at Michael underscore Cerami and Luis Medina at LCM1986. On tomorrow's episode, it is Jared Willis coming on the show. I know he said Tony and Drac earlier in the week, but some scheduling conflicts we were able to get Jared in. He gives us a great interview that'll be going up on Friday. But with that, thanks for sticking around. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. Come out to CubsCon this weekend. Come hang out with us. And as always, go Cubs.